0: I said, empty your mind, be formless, shapeless, like water. It's about how hard you hit,
1: it's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward.
0: Join movement expert Aaron Alexander as he dives into the minds of the foremost innovative healthcare thinkers and movement masters on their approach to optimal health and wellness. Line Podcast.
1: Welcome back to the Line Podcast. My name is Aaron Alexander. In today's tremendous episode, I got to have my new friend Mr. Kyle Tierman on the show. Kyle is a rock star in the world of big wave surfing in the world of controversial journalism. Did I say that word? Controversial? Controversial? Controversial is how you say that, huh? Um, really good conversation. Super fun. We get into everything from Taoist sex practices to breath-holding practices to near-death experiences in big wave surf situations uh, conversation goes all over the place I really hope you guys enjoy it here is a little clip
0: and they pulled me up and there's video of it and my lips are blue and I'm doing what they call the samba it's like <laughs> and uh, I looked around and I said I could have gone longer And they were like, um, nah, you just passed out, man.
1: Thank you guys so very much for tuning into the website. If you feel drawn to that, it's at aligntherapy.com, A-L-I-G-N-therapy.com. On there, you can start the five-day movement challenge uh, where you are guaranteed to learn the basic fundamentals of how to integrate optimal movement into everything that you're doing throughout the day. Every moment is an opportunity to get better in your body if you have the proper education to make that thing happen. So that's what we we get into with that. Uh, Also, show notes for this and the rest of the episodes, anything interesting mentioned, in this thing. We throw that in the show notes so you guys can pull it up. You can put your number two pencil down. Um, Thank you guys so much for reviews on the iTunes or wherever the heck it is that you're listening to this little mofo. I got a review from Mr. Jeff Skult, Five stars. So good. This is what the world needs more of. Unedited and seamless vibe. Thank you, Jeff. Uh, Send us a message on Instagram, Adeline Podcast, and we will send you out some stuff from Organifi. If you have any interest in Organifi protein powders or the superfood blends uh, and use the ALIGN code, A-L-I-G-N, you get 20% off any of that stuff. Highly recommend that product. This is a kind of a special conversation, I guess, actually, because it's the first of like 200 episodes that I've recorded that uh, I utilized cannabis during the conversation. So it is Kyle, myself, and and our friend Jay. So uh, I hope you guys enjoy. Super fun conversation and we go all over the place uh here we go back to the show with big wave surfer gonzo journalist amazing human being kyle jerman Align Podcast. have you had this is the cheesiest worst question to ever ask that you've been asked a million times have you had like close near-death type experiences with the surfing
0: Um no. I have been in some very frightening experiences before where I really had to buckle down and be like, all right, Kyle, this is what you train for. Hmm. This is it, dude. Don't fuck around. But I've never been in a point where I felt like I was underwater and so out of breath that I was going to pass out. Um I've found that most times that I wipe out on a big wave, uh, and I'm underwater, I'm able to click in to, uh, quote unquote, my happy place or, and just know that it's going to be okay. And just that panicking will only make it worse. Uh, so that I wouldn't consider any of that, any of those in near death experiences. Hmm. Um, I had a, a frightening experience in Ireland. I was just there on a trip uh, two weeks ago, and I was surfing a, a very powerful wave. Um, at the base of these thousand foot cliffs and there's a castle on top of the cliffs. It's one of the most beautiful places in the world. Um,
1: What's it called? For people we'll put like in the show notes a little video thing.
0: Um it's just a, a wave in Ireland. I don't wanna Really? I, oh you oh you don't want to release That's Yeah. Good. I don't uh tend to talk about exact it's not a secret spot, but I just don't like to That's good. Um yeah, I respect that. That's awesome. to to talk about names of spots. But uh point. anyway I, I had been surfing out there for, like, three or four hours with my friend, and this place jacks up on a reef and explodes with power that I've rarely seen before in, in my life. And it's also a wave where you have to take off from behind the peak and, and pull into, you know, 15, 20-foot faces um, on the waves. And I was gassed. We were surfing in five millimeter wetsuits and gloves and booties, which makes everything a lot more difficult. It's kind of like high altitude training, you know, sur- surfing in Maui as opposed to surfing, uh, here with a wetsuit. Um, it's a lot more constrictive. And I had, pa- I was paddling in really tired and there's one specific, uh, little, area that you can paddle in and the rest of it is covered in rocks and uh like big six foot boulders um that you couldn't navigate through and there's eight foot white water um crashing on that part of the beach and i kind of got lazy and let myself get sucked down past the channel section that i could go in and a really big step came and i got caught in it and my calf cramped up, my left calf. And if anyone's ever had a bad calf cramp in um, while surfing, it's the equivalent of like a broken leg. You really can't right. move. And I was there, and I, there was a point when I was getting really close to this patch of of boulders. And I thought, like, ooh, this is, this is not good if I get caught on one of these because no one saw me come in here and there's not going to be anyone to come get me. So I just navigated it as well as I could, and luckily there was only, like, three waves and I was able to paddle back out and then sprint paddle over to the channel area. But um, areas that I'm unfamiliar with, I think I've put myself in the most dangerous Places in um, and that was one of them. It was the first time I'd ever surfed the wave. It was really big and I wasn't really aware of um, All of the landmines On the on the inside so that was a time that was just two two weeks ago and It was kind of scary, but I wouldn't consider that a, a near-death experience
1: you heard with um, Animals when they get like a zebra gets eaten by an, a lion or something They end up getting juiced up with all these endorphins and such as they so it ends up They go into this like like you described as a happy place so you think like oh god it's horrible it's like the lion's you know teeth are in his neck but apparently for the you can kind of see it in the videos so they kind of go into this place where it's like their eyes glaze back and it's like whatever
0: yeah i would i, I don't, don't think, think it would probably be that far in the no end, in i don't well i think that that's actually an opposite experience of what you're having when you're underwater because mm-hmm. the the zebra's given up right that's this point of letting go, and. If you're underwater getting tumbled, it's a very, um, it's a very conscious space to be in. It's like, I'm, I, I, like, I doubt the zebra is thinking like, okay, I'm, at a, I'm in a waterfall right now and there's a, there's a lake below me and there's a beautiful female zebra uh, right on the side of the rocks there and I'm creating this vivid experience to, to distract myself from the fact that the lion is eating me right now. Right. right? The zebra is just blissed out and gone, whereas if I'm underwater, I'm creating a very detailed picture, um, Hmm. in my mind to distract myself, but also stay present enough to know if it's time to start swimming up or if I would be wasting energy by swimming up because I'm still getting tumbled by the wave. So it's almost analytical. Hmm.
1: Do you find yourself, do you find with, with the surfing, is that something that's helpful to snap you out of like the, the
0: social media haze? Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I, I rely on our natural world so much. And if I'm not consistently, like, really getting in it, not just like, oh, I'm going to go play in the ocean and right. wash it all off, which is great too. Like, if I'm not doing something that's really hard, uh, I've recently become. Uh, more into bow hunting and there's a lot of good bow hunting around santa cruz and it's hard there's like that feeling oh this is tough um or in santa cruz we have a lot of uh a lot of fun ways that you can hurt yourself so i try to engage myself as much as possible in those yeah, that, I, think that,
1: I think there's something to that with like the, the addiction to all the social medias and just addiction to all these these things that don't really help us be better people in general. We don't really have much hard stuff. Like, we've done a really good job throughout the last, probably, you know, you could say a long time, but, like, since the Aquarian age, like 10,000 years, of bringing food to us and bringing every, Now we're in this point where, like, you literally can just sit on your couch, press buttons, and shit will come to you.
0: I mean, look at us. We're like, hey, yo, so I don't want to work. All I like doing is sitting on the couch and smoking weed. Do you think that if you just got me a microphone, I could make a, a living doing this? Cool, so I still don't need to move. I can talk with my friends, and all we need to do is hold microphones? hire me it's happening yeah we're in it we're in the thick of it. <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> come on just trying to talk about it. Yeah. Like, yeah i just want to save the world you know i want to help people i want to help people with their postures i think that it's holding us back oh, dude just wanna to you just want to talk shit with your I friends just sit right here have a good time <laughs> it's okay to be honest man <laughs> We're in it together, it's just you and me. I so I've
1: been trying. I started hot yoga recently. You get down on hot yoga at all? Oh, I get down to get down. Do you get down on
0: the hot yoga? Yeah, I get down on the hot yoga and the hot pilates. Oh, good. There's a hot pilates studio in Santa Cruz. It's 40, 50 year old, gorgeous women and me. <laughs> that was a lot of numbers, good. but it's like the Call on Me video. You know what Call on me. Call and it's this guy in 80s outfit and there's gorgeous women all around him and they're all doing uh, aerobics together. I've no idea what you're talking about. You have no idea what I'm talking somebody, about? Somebody does I'm Somebody sure. does. <laughs> call on me. Google the Call on Me video. <laughs> and then picture all those women 30 years older and me. That's hot pilates.
1: That's legit. Yeah. Well so with the with the hot pilates stuff, I find it just like it puts you in a a place of it's kind of like this nice little little pill or pocket of feeling just you're just being dredged out at one point throughout the day and I, f- I personally feel super toxic and super just like Egh. I'll just the cell phone becomes a lot more shiny the longer it's been since I've done something where I feel like I really got got twisted out like that. Oh, it's a beautiful way to put it. It's kind of an interesting thing, you know. So I I find surfing same thing like before we did this like I needed to go for a walk, you know. So I'm like okay I want to take my shoes off I want to go outside and kind of just like have that little connection you know and it's kind of like you you could think of nature as being somewhat of like a like a teat you know it's like we're sucking on the nature's teat. we're kind of getting the juices from it the longer a person goes from being connected to that the more we start going into depressive type tendencies
0: nature's teat nature's teat man That's you real got fun. a lot of sexual uh analogies nature's teat you're telling me about the bee pollen and you're like, so you know, in springtime, <laughs> it's kind of like it's kind of like all, all the plants are just ejaculating on you. What? How did you put it?
1: Uh, uh, bukaki.
0: Bukaki. <laughs> he says you're getting bukaki on <laughs> by bee pollen. <laughs> Increases testosterone man that's real talk real talk real talk <laughs> yeah I, I dig it man sex cells dude that's a real thing we should
1: it. we should i mean we should highlight that i think so so, so, <laughs> <laughs> so in the spring there's a sensation that everybody gets Of feeling like you get more libido you feel you feel good you feel uplifted you feel stronger all of a sudden you're hitting prs and you're whatever you know and then Along with that, it's not just the fact that you're getting more sun; that's probably a huge part of it. But it also literally is the the plants are 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 screwing each other essentially. You know, they're they're spreading their seed through each other and pollinating, and a part of that you are you're getting by them. (laughs) You're breathing in that pollen, right? So as you're breathing in that pollen, it's a it's a similar thing. Like we're talking, man, this is gonna go out there. Um, So we're talking about like Taoist sex practices and such. And so semen has been, you know, for thousands of years, been considered this, this prized fluid that's kind of like, it's like the, the fluid of immortality in a way. So if you keep it inside of your body, this is like old Chinese and Taoist master folks, they would talk about this stuff as being, it's, it's kind of like the, the fountain of youth of sorts. And uh, so you can buy pollen and put it in your smoothies and it's supposed to increase testosterone. Same thing with um, swallowing ejaculate <laughs> I mean that's real <laughs> we can edit that out that's no but that's real that's we're real. definitely that's, that's, not editing that out that's real talk
0: real talk that's fuck
1: <laughs> <talk. laughs> <laughs> um, do you know moths alright moths when they, they die when, so they have so so a lot of critters in nature
0: Aaron <laughs> I need to ask you a question man <laughs> <laughs> please be honest with me oh god have you ever drank an ejaculation Drink. Yeah, I've tried mine twice. What was it like?
1: <laughs>
0: have you ever drinking your pee? No. All right. It is weird that we think that that's gross because we have our semen uh, drank drinking. Why oh, am I space now? Sure. Anyway women drink our semen yeah. women and that's why it's I not gross. It. I want to know what's going right. Right. on. So there. it's not, it's not like, Oh my God, you're eating shit or something like that because no one wants that. Um, but I think that more than anything, it's a kind of a cultural, like my aversion to like, Oh, like initially, Oh, I think is very, is a result of culture. Of course. Right. Oh, it's, yeah. it's a result of that. Um, like, oh, I mean, it's, do you think that it might even be a, a result of of like deeper deeply ingrained homophobia?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's like the so from like a structural perspective it's kind of interesting when you look at if a woman wears a skirt, or if she has insecurity around her genitals, women tend to have more scoliosis than, than men. So adolescent women, girls, right along the time that they have um, they start growing boobs, you know, they end up, and there's also a lot of other things happening. They end up their spines end up sometimes kind of curling into this like scoliotic twisted pattern, right? And so it's, it's this cultural thing where it's like, okay, it's weird in school to have boobs out of my chest and I have blood coming out of my body. And it's like this interesting time and being flooded by all these hormones and he kind of puts you in this place of wanting to hide inside of your body. And so there's a significantly higher incidence of, of girls' spines starting to curve in that time frame. Wow. And so it's like a really interesting example, again, of this, this physical mold that we live in it's not just a structural mold in the sense of okay dude you're, like you're sitting shittily on the chair all the time so now your spine's falling forward it's also you're in this consciousness soup here and so people's ideas like you can feel when someone's looking at you <laughs> right there's like everybody knows that that's not, that's not woo at all like you can feel it you know and so so with that when people are, are kind of judging and that like you, that's forming our our, our physical body <laughs> you know we're re- we're really we're more malleable than than what we think you know
0: yeah wow that's a a very good point it's the the invisible that's all around us yeah so when did i get taught to think the drinking your own cum <laughs> is gross. Let's bring it back. Yeah. Let's yeah. bring it back. Yeah, it's a real thing. Back in the days when I was young, I'm not a kid anymore. Well even physical contact in general. Right. You know, so that's
1: it's like we don't we we're super, super uncomfortable with the idea of even like being touched by a man, you know. Like have you ever explored this is this is probably gonna be out there, people would be some judgment on this, but have you ever explored like I'm I'm not gay, like I've explored it in my mind and I've had like close, some close encounters, but I haven't gone too deep, but I'm I'm curious, you know, like that, that how much of my perception of myself, my sexuality, the ideas, the things that my values is just from this superficial indoctrination and how much is, is genuinely coming from something deeper than that. And homosexuality is like one of the biggest taboos as a young man. You know, so, so for me, like I had that, I've had that curiosity of like, okay, what's, what's true and what is just something that I learned because I didn't want to be like called a fag in elementary school. So I've explored the thoughts in my head and like once the, once the, once the penis gets near my face, I'm like, no, put it away. And so I'm like, okay, I don't think I'm gay. (laughs) But I think it's a worthy thought experiment just to kind of, just kind of question like, you know, what is... What was learned and what is coming from, you know, the next layer down, whatever that is.
0: I love it, man. <laughs> I, I, I love doing these kinds of thought experiments. And I also love having an epiphany of like, wait, where does that thought come from? Yeah, man. Hmm. yeah
1: touching each other like dance as well is a really fascinating thing like you have a mold of what especially because you come from like surfer bro culture probably i need to learn more about where you come from but i'd imagine certainly some of it to make it to where you have um you know so being masculine is important you know so you go to a surf lineup and you start waving your hands around like an ecstatic dancer ballerina or something like that like good luck it's probably
0: not going to be a good idea i'm doing the thought experiment in my head all right <laughs> (laughs) The penis in the face or the the ballet? Everyone do it with me. Everyone do it with me. (laughs) Who's a man who's listening right now, all (laughs) right? I want you to picture ejaculating into a cup. Look at that cup. Now swig it back. What does it feel like? Taste like? Smell like? Okay, how are you doing right now? <laughs> how are we doing? I was good at you doing you It
1: smelled like. The smell like really messed me up.
0: I don't know. I've never smelled semen. That's what I'm saying. This is a whole You've new thing for me. You've never tried your own semen? I've never tried my own semen. No, that's oh, what I'm saying. I'm dude. doing this thought experiment, and Tonight. I'm seeing like, all right, are you okay with this? Yeah, get in there. I went... <laughs> <laughs> it's le- on legitimately next week's episode. Everyone <laughs> has Kyle swallowed his own. Semen? It's legitimately <laughs> nutritious.
1: There's a, there's another interesting, I don't swallow my semen. I literally, it was like a little dab just to check it out. Um, but another interesting thing that I'm reading in, in this book by a guy called Montauk Chia, and it's a uh, cultivating male sexual energy kind of gets in all the semen talk, which I think is where we started with this. Um, but one of the things that it mentions there that I thought was pretty interesting was, so a lot of critters in nature, once they ejaculate, they end up dying. Like, they, after that, it's like, cool, you made the journey, you ejaculated, you spread the seed, that was your evolutionary goal. Congratulations, check out. You know, and so it's it's what they get into with the whole, like, Taoist conserving your your semen and all that, and this sacred fluid. Um... One of the things they mentioned was that you will tend to resent, subconsciously resent your girlfriend for taking your your semen and i've noticed that in myself of feeling like if i'm you know squirting about a lot you know you get kind of like tired afterwards because your body's has it's like two to five hundred million little sperms are inside there from what i read in my montacchia cultivating male sexual energy book fact check me you know but throughout that that's like if they each one of those individual sperms had an egg then you could you could uh, fill up North America with people.
0: Repopulate Mars. You could repopulate
1: Mars, bro. I guess it would just be
0: populate, one of your loads. Populated. We don't know that there's there would be no re unless uh, yeah. That's a good point. That we've been on Mar- Mars at some point and we're just living in a mirrored universe right now. Okay. <laughs> keep it back on this, this thread yeah. Well, yeah. 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 let's go deep down this
1: rabbit hole but, but so that's just an interesting thing of, of just something again to kind of tune into of some of like the subconscious things that happen within a relationship something that I have, have, have felt is a sensation of feeling like a little bit tired a little bit drained and I wonder if there could be some truth to what these people have been saying of like kind of making like a little resentment there because they're like sucking your, your energy
0: can you, uh come and not ejaculate yeah man yeah it's totally
1: fine like so so there's a couple of things you can do for one there's they call it the million dollar point right which is like no big deal you could teach anybody this right so there's there's an area right around like the gooch type territory there right so if you just press that that space down right at, like the bottom of the shaft i love
0: of, that you're doing
1: it of right the junk. Now. oh yeah no, no problem <laughs> yeah you know, so if you just press press that that the just like base of the shaft territory and it's kind of like a soft spot that you'll feel around the time that you're about to ejaculate it'll kind of uh it'll, it'll it'll block it essentially the other thing that people can do it's called the big draw so I'm all excited about you know because I'm like I'm
0: like in the thick of this I love st- that you're breathing deeply into the microphone Dude, yeah well I have an <laughs> erection <laughs> right now <here. laughs> I have an erection pointing <laughs> directly at Kyle
1: okay keep going what's the other thing what's that you the can big do draw? yeah so they call it testicle breathing as well this is real talk going in. So by strengthening these muscles called the pubococcygeal muscles around your your perineum, your pelvic floor territory, um, you can actually cultivate, you can strengthen those muscles enough so that you can actually, instead of you having to reach down and and grab yourself by the gooch, girls can do this as well, they can learn how to do all the same stuff, Um, you can just engage that area and stop it yourself. The goal is to live in around like, you know, instead of going up to like 95%, like you know it's too much, if you can Start to kind of like dance inside that like 70% territory. Now you can really start to build that sexual energy inside of your body. You can think of that sexual energy as almost like you're filling up a bike pump. Most men, um, they're moving, walking around the world with a bunch of deflated tires. And all day it's like, and we become kind of addicted to that sensation because you get that momentary dopamine serotonin, like, oh, it feels good. I'm a big, strong man. You know, but then you have this deflated tire for the rest of the day. Shit's real talk.
0: No, I love it. I love it. <laughs> so... You can keep yourself from ejaculating. You can drink your own semen. Renaissance. It, it helps you um, become a stronger man. Um, yeah. You ever do run, swim, runs, though, man? No, I've never done that. You can just put all that stuff to the side and run, swim, runs work great. <laughs> what is a run, swim, run? <laughs> you run on a beach, oh, you good. swim a buoy, and you keep running. Oh, that gets you back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. good point. Yeah, so I could just do that. And still... And. Keep gling, <laughs> <as> you say. <laughs> oh That's probably the sound. What's we well, the longest you've anything. gone without ejaculating? Like, um, what's the longest I've gone without ejaculating since I started? Probably like seven or eight days, maybe. All right. Maybe on uh, some surf trips where I'm going surfing from sun up till sundown, and I can go without ejaculating, but, uh,
1: do you notice any difference or you just end up feeling like more of a,
0: I, um, not really. I mean, I think that I like, maybe I get hornier after I haven't, uh, come for like a week or so mm. maybe, but, I don't know. This is maybe something that I just need to think about more. Dude, of like, well, well, yeah, you're like, uh, it's all the thing. Body hacking your sex hacking
1: too. Yeah, it's like what's, it. what's normal. You know, that's the thing. It's it's like whatever you perceive. So there's an, there's an analogy where you know if you wake up in the morning, you got take your temperature. Yeah. Right, and you're just like, oh, 102.7. Okay, interesting. Um, and then you ask somebody else, what's your temperature? And it's like 102.7. You're like, oh, okay, cool. Sweet. I feel fucking terrible, but so does everybody else, so it's fine. You know, so it's like figuring out that and it's like little things like that. I think it's it's important to kind of have those moments of of pulling things out, just so we can have a sense of like, wait, was my normal for the last forty years? Was that like you know, a fraction of my potential? Hold in, hold in your nuts, man.
0: Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're really throwing my mind here for a loop. Dude
1: wanted to take a quick break and thank our sponsor Organifi for supporting the show. Organifi is a rad company. I utilize their superfood blends on a daily basis. i um, holding in my hands the green juice right now filled with all the green powders your little heart could desire from uh, wheatgrass to spirulina to chlorella to matcha. Really excellent stuff. Highly recommend checking them out. They also do protein blends that are vegan as far as I can see. So the protein they're using in here is pea protein, quinoa protein, and pumpkin seed protein. Everything's organic, everything's delicious. highly recommend checking them out. So go organifi, O R G A N I F I dot com, and utilize the align code for 20% off. Organifi com, align code, A L I G N, 20% off. Get that stuff. Thank you guys so much for tuning in back to this show. Wow.
0: Yeah, this is going to be thought experiments. This is going to be big. <laughs> um, <laughs> so do you I'm interested to hear to talk more about this like 75% the not the 98% because like I'm always at this point where I'm having sex and I'm like oh god it's gonna happen like right, think about think about the latest like self help book or like think about cleaning the bathroom I do naked grandma naked grandma I used to do naked grandma right but like it's it's taking me away from the situation right Right, so like I think that what you're talking about is staying in yeah. that zone, staying in it. Yeah, for a, for a longer. So what do you do, f- like mentally? So breathing is a big thing. Yeah, it.
1: yeah. So the same thing. So, so the big draw and the the testicle breathing stuff. So people can look this up. These are like real terms that you can find in like any Taoist sex book. Um, but so it's that that practice of engaging those muscles around the pelvic floor and then literally so you can play with like people can do it now. Um, So engaging those muscles and you want to be in like a nice stacked up position as you're doing it. So if your pelvis similar conversation of like if you're sitting on a chair and you're kind of folded over like that you're locking down your spine in such a way that you're not able to move the fluids. You're not able to move cerebral spinal fluid and your joints are in this place of like of stress stress essentially if you can stack yourself up all of a sudden you can feel just all the fluids able to move better so from that stacked up position you can be sitting on on the edge of a chair with this for example and then you're going to engage those muscles in the pelvic floor so like the p muscles you just squeeze them good and tight and then from there you can take a breath in and this is what I gather in the books and it's something I play with. And I think is quite beneficial. You can, as you're breathing in, you visualize that contraction. Almost you can visualize like air or water or, you know, they call it energy a lot in the books, you know, but just visualize fluid moving up the back of your spine up all the way up into your head. And then they, they, it's the, um, describe it as going up the back of the head and then you hold this is we're going out there and then you hold the tongue up to the roof of the mouth right and then from there that completes that circle and this is all chinese medicine stuff you know so if you go see an acupuncturist they're like right on board with this and you know, so you hold the tongue to the roof of the mouth and then you visualize that you could play with on the breath out visualize that energy fluid air moving down the front of your body and it creates this kind of like circle you call it the microcosmic orbit Totally crazy shit. Like saying it in like this conversation, this frame. It's like, okay, well, Aaron's just completely insane. Um, but if you take this into like, you know, Chinese medicine type conversation, you're like, yeah, of course.
0: It's all connected. It's all connected. Of course. The body and the mind. (laughs) That's It's all connected. Um, I can dig it, man. I can totally dig it. I did uh, a transformational breath class. I did a few of them down at the spot called Rhythmia in Costa Rica. It's a medically licensed um, ayahuasca treatment center, and they do breath work there. And dude... I was tripping harder than I ever have on any kind of psychedelic. Uh, Truth. After breathing for an hour, this kind of circular, like, (sighs) I did a podcast with the woman, Nicole, because I afterwards, I walked up to her and said, what what just happened to me? I was crying in the fetal position, shaking Mm. after 15 minutes of breathing deeply. She's like, oh, yeah. It's real shit, man. <laughs> That's her response. Yeah, That's good. yeah. Her That's name's uh, <laughs> Nicole, uh, and and she's back, back away. But it's I, I I'm a hundred percent on board with the power of the breath and um, posture and connecting it all. I think that it is so so misunderstood, and I think it's fucking great work that you're doing bringing it out here.
1: Over breathing is a big thing as well. Have you ever heard of a book called Oxygen Advantage by, by his name's Patrick McCown, I believe? No. Okay, I, I have this one here as well. Um, so that's, so one of the things he gets into there, for one thing, like like mouth breathing ends up being pretty detrimental to our bodies, right? So as you're breathing through your nose, your nose is a breathing structure, right? your mouth is an eating structure. So as you're breathing through your nose, that breath actually moves up and goes through all of this, these, these different uh, pathways that end up actually releasing nitrous oxide into your body. So you're breathing into this elaborate labyrinth, essentially. And as that air goes into there, you literally release nitrous oxide, which people buy as like a muscle supplement. Right? So it increases vascularity and circulation, and it's good for your cock as well. So that's like, you know, it's like, that's when we get Viagra supplement. That's really what we're getting is something that increases circulation to everywhere there's no like cock supplement you know it's just the whole body so if you're having issues with your penis that's like a canary in the coal mine for cardiovascular disease so it's like that's real talk actually if you're having if you're if you're not waking up with like a rock hard hard on that's like okay this is a real conversation this isn't just like something like oh a bummer that you talk about with your bros it's like we really need to work on that but breathing through your nose I'm trying to say it's between three notes. Good for your penis.
0: So if you don't wake up hard, there's an issue with your cardiovascular system.
1: Yeah, yeah. So your so your your penis having an erection. That's you know I mean this isn't like new news to anybody. That's 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 blood filling that, right? So if you're having an issue with with having good circulation throughout your body, then you're just this just happens to be like this little like what is that called? The man that sells the stuff on the the inflatable guy that flips around.
0: Wacky, what was it? <laughs> you uh, <laughs> wacky something inflatable you, tube man yeah, wacky but you, you just we've, to have ju- <laughs> yeah, we've got too many wacky <laughs> fuck what is it I, I, it's from family guy yeah. god I, I'm blown it right now I'm sorry guys I dropped the ball on a but great you, family guy but reference but you just happen to have like one of those wacky inflatable tube like, wha- come yeah, wacky Winnie inflatable tube man wacky waney inflatable tube man like we've <laughs> bought too many that means we need to sell <laughs> You know, sorry guys. Dude, I'm, right. a, I'm trying to have a deep biological
1: conversation.
0: Sorry, <laughs> you, should, you shouldn't hang out with me. <laughs> I do this a lot. <laughs> Someone's trying to make a great point, and I also apologize for cutting you off way earlier. As soon as you're about to go down the squirrel analogy about uh, we were talking about springtime. Mm. You you said you were saying springtime, and I had to ask you if you drinking your own semen. No, that was a perfect segue. It yeah. was, that was, so I don't know if that's a point that you want to make. Cause I hate it. When, like, no, that's That's segue. felt seamless. To okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It was masterful. It was he- <laughs> I, did I just think of semen and masturbation. Did anyone else, seamless and masterful. Now, now I have Freudian slips everywhere now that we're doing on this road. So
1: Freud had a lot of, a lot yeah. of, uh, issues with his, what was he, this, we got to fact check this because I'm not, I'm not sure about this, but he had a lot of sexual issues growing up with his family. I think he was like sexually abused. There was, do you know the story with that? No. All right. We'll, we'll have to fact check that. But it is interesting when, how, how that works when we become so upset obsessed with something, usually it comes from a place of like, you know, something kind of traumatic, that's kind of the situation with him as well.
0: Okay, so cardiovascular, you're making a point there, what can we do? Well, so over, 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 breathing.
1: over breathing is yeah. a big thing. So okay. that's a, so that's something. So our body, we end up. You probably know more about this than I do. I bet. Um, maybe you could talk about. It. Um, you know, but as we're breathing, we it's the sensitivity to carbon dioxide that makes us want to take that breath in again. So as we're breathing, if we're over breathing, we are end up essentially we're kind of like making ourselves mm, hypersensitive to carbon dioxide. So if you can you can practice slowing down your breath. You know, so something that you could play with is like as you walk between phone poles you know if you're not gonna be like, surfing all the time having to hold your breath something you can play with is just walk by a phone pole hold your breath until the next phone pole and what your body eventually does is it becomes less sensitive to that carbon dioxide you know so people that are now with the Wim Hof stuff and all that it's kind of like the trend is veering almost to, to like overbreathing. you know but then there's other, there's other really, really good work around actually how slowing down your breath can be really beneficial for your body as a whole. There's a lot of other points to it too, but that just is like, you'll be able to hold your breath more because you become less sensitive to that, to uh, that carbon dioxide.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: and have better heart ones.
0: You know why air is a lot like sex? <laughs> You know why air is a lot like sex? No, tell me. Because it's no big deal until you're not getting any.
1: Dude, tell me
0: about it. You can use that one. That's you're talking about breathing and you're talking about sex a lot. I think you could pull that one out of your back pocket. I don't know why I'm so so
1: excited about breath and sex around. It's not normally the thing. Mm. People, listeners, know.
0: <laughs> they know. <laughs> they know, guys. It's not me. It's, it's not the real Aaron. This is this is totally an aberration. I, I don't think we talk about this at all or masturbate in the fetal position in front of a mirror. It's not me. Completely irregular. Uh, no, the, the, what we were. Um, what were we just talking about? Oh, I don't
1: know. I got wrapped up in the. <laughs> I <to> Sorry, guys. <laughs> chopped the ball.
0: Um, uh, well, I, uh, I said, I, I learned that one when I was taking a, uh, a breath holding course. Mm. Um, I've taken a number of breath holding courses that are taught by an organization called performance free diving and they train people to, um, world breaking, uh, world record breaking, um, free dives. Uh, and they also have a big wave course that I think was the most single, most helpful course or or learning i ever could have taken to prepare to surf bigger waves Um, and for three days they teach you proper breath hold technique Um, you do a number of different uh simulations so one would be you go you do a bunch of burpees on the side of the pool and then they throw you in and someone tackles you and you need to hold your breath for a certain amount of time Mm -hmm. Um, part of the class is in pools that's where you also do a static apnea breath hold, where you breathe up and get your optimal oxygen level, uh, and then you hold your breath for as long as you can, and a partner, uh, a partner is right beside you, and they tap you on the shoulder every 20 seconds. So you need to put a finger up and then put the finger down so they know that you're still conscious, and you can push it right to the end because you're in a controlled environment. Yeah. They also have part of the class happen out at, uh, in the ocean. So when I took it in Santa Cruz, we got to go out to uh, the mile buoy outside of the Santa Cruz Harbor. And we set up, uh, we set up buoys and weights with lines at the bottom of the the buoys. And it goes down 60 feet right there. And they taught us how to swim down to the bottom of the ocean at the mile buoy <laughs> and surprisingly man after three days it's not that hard how when you swam down a mile no no oh. no no the, the mile the mile? Uh, the mile buoy was out it was 60 it's feet, out a mile away it's out a mile and it's 60 feet down what is the record uh, the, oh the record for for free divers is uh fuck, what is it someone Adam Skolnick told me this. He's a, a he wrote a book called One Breath, all about America's greatest freediver. And I had him on my my podcast. Um, I don't even want to say it, but there's because it'll be wrong. But there is a a discipline in the freediving world where you hold on to this big weight. You kind of like bear hug it and. Someone will pull a level, a lever, and it drops you down to the bottom of the ocean. And all you need to do is equalize boom, 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 boom mm-hmm. on your way down. And then the record is to swim up from a long way down. I wish I had the numbers right now, but it is a crazy sport because the goal is to get yourself. It's to push yourself so deep that you're right on the edge of blacking out. Mm. And it's also a, a euphoric experience to be down that deep. And your mind goes through all kinds of stuff. Like when we were doing the static apnea breath hold, you initially get a diaphragm spasm. That's your your body's first um, kind of signal. Like, hey, we got a little... Uh, we got a little CO2 buildup here. What's, what's going on? Let's check to the brain, but you're not even a quarter to the way of passing out when that first diaphragm spasm happens. Yeah. So they teach you how to, um, be okay with those little, oh, I need to breathe ba- uh, spasm burps. And as you said, just practicing throughout the day really, uh, helps your ability to not have those, those urges to breathe feel as strong. Uh, But there's a point, man, like when you're a few minutes in, when things start to feel real nice, and you get a good, warm feeling over you, you know, it's kind of like this golden bath that starts showering you, and usually it's really pleasant thoughts in the midst of these big diaphragm spasms. I like that you said golden bath instead of golden shower. The golden bath. Yeah. we have gone far enough down that yeah, road today. Dead. I'm keeping it PC dead, yeah. from here on out, bro. <laughs> Fucking Come back. Corrupting my podcast listeners. I Sweet
1: met, little ears. I met a guy that recently that he's, he's really into freediving. diving. And yeah. He was, he was saying that he just literally like the day before he was, he was like, had to be pulled out and, um, he passed out and he was like, one of the most euphoric people that I think I've ever met. <laughs> like It's like, yeah, I pretty much almost, yeah, you know, it's, if they didn't pull me out by the neck, I would have died. And the next day he's like in this full state of euphoria.
0: You know, blacking out actually isn't that big of a deal. Uh, when you black out, your, your body has uh, a, a reflex that will close your larynx for another couple of minutes before you take what's called your terminal breath. So you can black out and be totally fine because you're, when you hold your breath, your body knows what, to, knows what to do. It starts shunting blood away from your extremities. That's why your fingers start getting tingly. And it goes uh, to your heart and your brain. So you can black out, and it's most likely you won't have any cognitive or brain damage. Um, it's only way past that that then you take your terminal breath and getting water in the lungs is what's bad. And temperature has a big uh, big part to do with this. You know, there's stories of a kid who fell through ice and was underwater for something like 30 minutes and came up and they were able to revive him. Um, but it, it, understanding what happens to us when we're in water is something that I've been really interested in because when your face touches water, your heart rate slows down. Um, we are very much meant to be in water. When I was talking about those free divers that go down deep, you know, our lungs will, will shrink to a quarter of the size. Um, you know, our, all of our organs will compress and, and, Kind of slide on top of each other in a way that very much seems like it's supposed to happen. When when we're in the womb over the first couple months, we have uh, gills you know this mm, I have heard yeah this. there's yeah. there's a lot uh that's there's the like dolphin lot. the dolphin theory have you, have you, have you yeah I little? wish I knew more People about the gills dolphins. thing because that's one of those like you're know talking about passive learning like I that's one of those ones that I yeah. know but if someone was like well where the fuck are the gills dude I'm like ah uh, I don't know but they're, <laughs> they're there I know that they're there <laughs> uh but yeah I mean a, a baby can hold its breath for almost as long as uh, an adult hmm So it's like it was one of the most it's a weird word to say, but like empowering uh, classes that I've ever taken over those few days, learning how to hold my breath three times as long as I ever could. Can on the, can people do that at home like can we, I would can we rec- break that down i would recommend definitely never do any breath holding by yourself if you're underwater yeah. if you want to lay on your couch and hold your breath for until you pass out no big deal do it there won't be any harm to it but if you're going to train in a pool you should have a partner um and and be very aware of of what you're doing because as i said moments before passing out you're gonna feel great <laughs> you're not gonna feel like oh my god i'm gonna pass out right now i blacked out in one, i've taken a couple of courses i blacked out in one and they pulled me up and there's video of it my lips are blue and i'm doing what they call the samba it's like <laughs> and uh i looked around and i said i could have gone longer And they were like, um, nah, you just passed out, man. And I was like pissed. I was like, wait, no, I was almost there. I could have done it. And I had no idea. And it was lights out for me. So that was a cool experience. And and again, I really can't stress enough. If you're going to do any kind of underwater training, do it with a a partner. And performance free diving is a great organization. Um, But I did the last class and I didn't pass out in this last one. And on the last static, I was able to hold my breath for five and a half minutes.
1: Well, when, when did you start with?
0: Like three minutes. Damn. And again, if you know, if I were to hold my breath right now, there's no way I could do that. And also, it's kind of a moot point. I think that for my own ego, it's kind of cool. Like, yeah, I can hold my breath for five and a half minutes. But if you're surfing, you're getting held underwater it's like 20 seconds is a long long time underwater yeah because you are gassed and your heart rate is through the roof so like if you were to take like i don't know that i could stay conscious for more than a minute underwater hmm. Yeah,
1: the 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 uh, involuntary contractions. Earlier, we were talking about like the addiction to social media and all that stuff. That's that same involuntary contraction that you get when you want to reach out for the social media reflex. Yeah. You know, so if you if we can, it's, it, I think that some of these practices, if you call it like holding your breath, just be putting yourself in those like doing hard things. It kind of it helps you expose you to that other side of the coin of like, what if I didn't reach out for the for the phone I feel like it's it's kind of like a savior to, to modern culture
0: our bodies doing that like that kind of yeah reflects. having having
1: some type of practice where on a regular basis you think you get to the end of what you, you know what you thought you could do and then you realize that that's only a quarter of the way there and you just explore that other three quarters very few people in day-to-day culture have anything where they explore the other two other three quarters Yes, I think that the more that we can kind of start to pull that into our daily experience, the more all of a sudden we don't have, we're not as over. Powered by things like food, you know, food addiction is such a big thing. Which there's, there's like, in the in the Taoist, the Taoist books, they talk about that being kind of like a sexual thing as well. Like you want to be satiated and have contact and put something, in. You know, so if you have like a full relationship, you feel a part of a tribe and a community. You feel you don't feel sexually deprived or, or deprived or you know you feel just like filled. Then all of a sudden you don't go, oh, more burrito. <laughs> You're like, no, I'm full. I'm good. You know, so we end up we we don't feel fully we don't feel full in in the lives that we live. So then we end any type of source that we can find, whether it's money, power, food, you know, what have you, pornography. We reach out to fill this thing. There's a guy Gabor Mate. You'd be really fascinated by. You're familiar with him? Yeah. Yeah. So he he wrote a book called In the Realm of Hungry Ghosts, and <clears throat> I'm gonna mess this up, but the, the uh, we're gonna have to fact check on this one as well. Uh, but the the meaning of that book. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. The meaning of, the meaning of of the realm of hungry ghosts is a story. It's a mythological story of these creatures that they have these huge, huge bellies, but they have these small mouths and small gullets, and so they can never actually fill up their bellies. So they're they're endlessly hungry, and he ties that realm of hungry ghosts to to modern modern people. Should state.
0: Real talk all day long. (laughs) Hey man, that was good. I, um, I did not expect to have a vivid picture of myself drinking my own semen, um, when I signed up for this podcast. So thank you for that. Um, I really felt like I was there and, um, I think I I have some deep thinking to do. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, sir. (laughs) (laughs) What was your time on that? You're looking at the time. We're good. Uh, 123. Hour 23. Hour 23. Hour 23. 23. Let's wrap this up. Wrap it up? Yeah, mine are usually an hour, so we can probably cut out some of that
1: early (laughs) ejaculatory (laughs) conversation.
0: (laughs) Keep it in. Keep it in. Thanks, everyone.
1: Oh, should we say, th- Oh, are you, are you in there? Should I, should I uh, where can people find you oh, my They'll find me. All right. I'll put, a, I'll put it in the intro.
0: Yeah. They'll, they,
1: they'll find me. All right, cool. You'll be found. I'll be found. I'll put your, your information somewhere else. Okay. Peace. And, yeah. You, your, you, people will find you. Dude, I'll, I'll be cool about it too. You can't be cool. And then I'm not, and then I'm not cool. I'm like,
0: follow me on what <laughs> <laughs> Please. <Right>. Okay. <laughs> Thanks man. Yeah. Over and out. Bye. podcast.
1: Thank you guys so much for tuning into that conversation I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did some ways that you can support this podcast one of which you can pick up an Align band which is a heavy duty resistance band comes along with a door anchor and a carrying case and a video guide on how to mobilize those joints and integrate that body of yours really great stuff you can be found on AlignTherapy.com and also on Amazon.com thank you also so much for utilizing the amazon affiliate link on the right hand sidebar of the podcast page bookmark that thing anytime you purchase some crap on amazon purchase that crap through that link we get percentage of it costs you nothing and i think that's enough thank you guys so much for reviews on itunes thank you for listening thank you for supporting have a beautiful rest of your day